0: And now, this is the moment you
1: It's Friday, August 27th, 2021, and this is The People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not nom. This is bowling. There are
2: a Today, Junior, America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by.
1: This episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by ManRubs, manrubs.com. Get you some barbecue rubs, tools, blowtorches. They got some funny t-shirts, mugs, and all-around barbecue-related stuff. Use the code STEAK15 for 15% off your order. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear, stayreadygear.com. And on Instagram, Stay Ready Gear USA. Use the code steak for 5% off all sorts of holsters, everyday carry items, custom stuff, and on-and-off duty gear for all you law enforcement personnel.
3: We all know that some of the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording gear specializing in headphones can be found at Odyssey and Odyssey.com. We have some of the mobius is, Yeah, it's mobius I like it. Confirmed. Here in studio, extra comfy, top of the line, and like we already said the world's most technologically advanced you can buy. Find them on Instagram and Facebook as well and at odyssey.com. Firearms. I like them. We all have them. You know, I bet you the people in uh, Australia wish they had them right now. That's awkward. Pretty ugly. Yep. So, before we become a police state, like the now CCP-owned Aussie Nation, head on over to westcoastsurvivalarms.com new redesigned website. Mike's been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating and is a licensed FFL. More importantly, he's got ammo. Ooh, it's so expensive. Find Mike on Facebook, Messenger, or give him a call at 619-870-6992. Saving lives is never something that you want to do mediocrely. But if you just so happen to be one of those people who... You win some, you lose some. MediocreMedic.com has a lot of gear. Yeah, where were you last night? That one made it. That, that you could sport um, when you're kind of trying to save lives. Right. You could find them on uh, Instagram and at MediocreMedic.com. Tactical gear done to the gold standard. It's from our favorite patch dealer, Mark Joe Friday, over at Dumpbox and Dumpbox.us. Home of the Zero Fuck duck. He's got a lot of other stuff going on there, too. Got some stickers on my coffee mug, patches on my bag, we've got a coronavirus veteran flag hanging up in the studio. I'm wearing a Manduk Lorien t-shirt. Mark's on Facebook, they're on Instagram, and at dumpbox.us. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Friday edition, episode 58, Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan, and joined as always now, by two of my favorite patriots, Noah. What's up? Morning. Antoinette, how you doing?
4: Good, how are you guys doing?
3: Wake up and join today visiting us for the first time. He's the host of the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast, Mr. Jordan Sarmo. Thanks for joining us today.
5: Thanks for having me, guys. We've been talking about this for a while. We made it happen.
3: Hmm. Sounds like we ran into a couple speed bumps along the way, but here we are. It happens podcasting how are you doing
5: i'm doing i mean you better? yesterday <laughs> i could be i could be doing better yet after yesterday what happened um <laughs> what happened we lost 12 soldiers yesterday man
3: yeah it's pretty uh pretty sad day for the nation overall um regarding that uh but before we get into the news why don't you give our audience a little insight onto uh just what you do i mentioned the podcast why don't you tell us about it a little bit
5: yeah. I mean, speaking of the podcast, we've, I've been, it's funny, just the, the tech stuff that you deal with and people mm. don't see what, what we actually prepare and do and after and post and behind the scenes and all the work that goes into it. So um, I encourage everyone, even if you guys, for all the sponsors that you guys just talked about, you know, support them uh, because if it wasn't for the sponsors, we wouldn't be able to do everything that we're doing. But speak truth without fear. Um, man, we, we started this podcast about two and a half, two months ago. Okay. Um, the actual podcast itself, uh, but before that, we started the "Speak Truth Out Fear" Instagram live show, which you know kind of just happened after. You know, I, I wasn't doing anything politics before January sixth. I was I was in D.C. on the sixth. Uh, had got a lot of footage. I was there just to stand for President Trump because I believed that the election was completely stolen, um, and I wanted to stand for election integrity and demand that we need it. So, but I recorded a ton, a ton of content after the sixth and I had never posted anything, really anything on my social media, maybe one or two pictures that I was even a Trump supporter cause I was living in Hollywood. Right. And, uh, the one time I did, I got completely canceled and lost a ton of gigs and, mm. uh, cause I'm a musician worked in the music, music industry my whole life. Oh, wow. Yep. So, so with, with all that being said after the sixth, that kind of, I did a mini Instagram live at the time I had like 3000 followers and. Did alive and that thing went pretty viral and about over those next forty-eight hours and my following was tripled just so I had majority of my following was all politics and I'm like, all right, well COVID can't COVID's going down, I have no music gigs, I might as well start digging in this politics and see what what's here. And I was passionate, man, about just the I'm I'm I love this country and if I can do anything to help make people more bold, um and understand the privilege that it is to live in this country and just to be just the luck that we have that we're born in it. Um, I'll do whatever. And so, and I come from a military family. So with all that, you know, when Instagram decided to do their, uh, multiple Instagram, uh, you can go live and you can have multiple people on it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to force my community. I'm going to bring people on and that's kind of how this whole thing started.
1: Nice.
3: Yeah. Just based off of that right there, it sounds like you're going to do pretty good today on our show. (laughs)
5: <laughs> hey and I'm, I'm just i'm glad to get to chat with you guys i know you guys you guys are in san uh san diego area
3: yeah we are well noah and i are and antoinette's out in vegas
5: oh you're in vegas awesome yeah pa- party
4: <laughs> not anymore i'm a mom now for the second uh, time
5: <laughs> i know the locals are like oh you're such a tourist when you say that <laughs>
4: It's nice to have it so close if you want you know, the, to have the option, but That's it's true. a lot better than California, because I was there for a while as well. So
3: yep. Yeah, we wouldn't wish our state on anyone. Well, you
5: guys are close. You guys are like weeks away from changing a lot, because...
3: Oh, it's changing. If, yeah.
5: if uh, you guys get just any Republican in, which it looks like it'd probably be Larry Elder, elder yep. you guys yep. get him in. Newsom damaged, is so mad. Oh, he's livid, dude.
1: <laughs> That's he, amazing.
5: I, I love seeing him in, like in his office and he's so aggravated with the liberal press that is literally loving him and yeah. giving
1: him these softball questions. His but smarmy even... smile is just like cracking. <laughs> Fucking it's, asshole. It's,
5: I, I love, I, I, we're going to curse on this, huh? Absolutely. Like, yes. Okay. Um, but with, with all that being said, I mean, one thing that Newsom said, Not, I know we're already getting the news. One thing Newsom said in one of the interviews, he's like, the damage that elder can do because he can, with a stroke of a pen, can take away all of the executive orders that Newsom did. And I don't, like, we could, the fact that California could be a red state in three or four weeks is unbelievable. And I would be so happy because i lived there for eight years. I understand. I see what they did to Hollywood. I see Mm -hmm. that Skid Row is now all the way into the cities and all the way it stretched down the one-on-one and. I would be so happy for that entire state.
3: Yeah, Larry Elder's really out there. He's got some big endorsements over the last couple of days too. I saw him out there with uh Robert Kennedy Jr. this week. I mean, I'm not a ridiculous fan of hers, but Laura Ingram, who's been kind of destroying all of the Republicans who voted for uh the infrastructure bill lately. She was out there, uh, gave him an endorsement as well. In addition, John Voigt, Clint Eastwood. Um, waiting for the one from Papa. I think it's gonna come though. Uh he, he likes to a little bit more comfortable in the poll numbers but he's starting to put some distance
1: god i'm so glad clint eastwood's not one of those actors that just completely disappoints you politically yeah like like arnold like fucking arnold (laughs) yeah Uh, screw your freedoms (laughs) (laughs) screw his endorsements because he lost (laughs) all of them i was
4: surprised he got dropped though by that company i was sponsoring him were they sponsoring him or something of that nature but it was was uh
1: it was like a redline yeah no not redline but whatever their their mother company is right well
3: you can't be Body American building. owned and operated and, and support the troops and law enforcement and then have that guy shit on you. Yeah, be one of the faces of your franchise. Yeah. So exactly. I mean it's not like he's drawn major crowds anywhere he goes anyways anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. Sure. But,
5: uh Jordan, yeah.
4: where are you at right now, Jordan?
5: I just moved to Orlando. Oh nice. Nice. So I got I got I got Papa Trump and Daddy DeSantis all in the same state. Nice. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I was there for like five months. It was so awesome. You, you wouldn't even know that COVID existed. It's true. Well, the true. Whole idea of COVID.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was that way this entire time until about three weeks, uh, m- about a month and a half ago or five weeks ago. And I, I got that shit
3: pretty bad.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. You know, I wasn't going to bring it up,
3: now?
5: but
4: you
3: did. So now you got to tell us real quick.
5: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it was... I mean again, I've never I mean everyone's it's so funny. Ever since I've gotten COVID, the trolls and the messages yeah. and the thousands of comments that I've gotten and I never had to block so many people. Oh, yeah. people um, are excited,
1: like, oh God, he got COVID.
5: Oh. They're yes. they were, they were yes. like, I wish why didn't you die on that hospital bed? You know, it's just like the craziest evil most evil messages. And maybe because you're not again, more the excuse but Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, no, but at the number one thing everyone it, and this is like the myth it's like people that are on the right or if they don't take the vaccine they they think that covid's a hoax or they're even anti-vax or whatever whatever the hell their conspiracy is um and i've never had that ever had that perspective really on either of them i mean I, for me personally i'm not taking the vaccine right um i especially now that i have natural immunity and antibodies hey me too uh, yeah and me Science, baby.
3: <laughs> so weird the way that works.
5: Science, <laughs> science. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got, I got COVID, and I will say, I learned so much from the experience. Uh, the number one thing I learned was be prepared. Like, right. that's have all the supplements that you you should one you should be taking a lot of these supplements vitamin c vitamin d zinc yep a quercetin you know a lot and then have nac you you have a lot of these and just do your talk to a frontline doctor that you trust um and then find out the supplements that you that they recommend that you take daily and then at the moment you get COVID find out what doses you need to up those supplements yep Uh, because I didn't know that I didn't one I didn't know that I had COVID till day seven or day six, I got the body aches and I had a headache and I had a fever, but after day three, my fever broke and I started getting better. And then day seven, I went to day eight. I went to phase two, woke up that next morning. Lungs were 40%. I mean, my oxygen is dropped Mm. and that's when I was like, oh man. So then I called my front, my frontline doctor. He's like, yep, you just went into phase two. Phase two, point zero two percent of people go into phase two at your age. Lucky you. Um, yeah, I got that lucky strain. What,
1: what age are you? I'm sorry, I don't know. I didn't know.
5: 33. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, so got, I mean, then two day, I, I kind of held out. I tried to, that's when I started really upping up my doses, started taking medication by them. It was too late. And my cousin who is a nurse, she's like, your oxygen is in the 80s. You got to go to the hospital right now and get this now. So I checked in the hospital, got some oxygen, um, and yeah, I mean, I would say prevention, and the moment you find you have COVID, take it serious right away. Start taking your supplements. You know, for me personally, if if I was in the beginning stages, all the cases say, ivermectin is a great medication that you get 85% success of people getting better if you c- catch it in the first five days. Yep. And yeah. so that's, that's something that, but I was at day eight or day nine. And it was, by then i my lungs are completely caved in. I need to get oxygen. I had to check in. Yeah. It's just festering so. at that point. Yeah. But so. I am working on an article right now that I'm, which I'm going to basically write down all the supplements that I'm taking, oh, good. what I learned, all the supplements, how you up the doses what my doctor had me do, which all work because when you get in the hospital, if you get COVID, they yeah. treat every person the same. There's no like, yeah. there's no Taylor. Like, no. There's no out. cut. And it like, it's nationwide. Like every hospital, they give you remdesivir. I'm not sure if I'm saying that medication, right. Um, they give you the same, I mean, the pills, they give you one tablet of zinc, one tablet of vitamin C, one tablet of vitamin D, which is like the regular dosage that you would take if you're taken out of a bottle. Mm-hmm. And my, my doctor was having me take like literally eight times that in the, for the first three days. So there's doses that you're going to amp up. Um and yeah. Anyways, we won't go through my whole code story. But that's that prevention, get tested, take it serious, have your supplements ready. You do that and and also try to get these prescription medications that your doctor recommend before so that you have it the moment you get tested.
3: Yeah. yeah. And just a Good reminder, if if, if anybody wants to reach out, we do have Dr. Stella Emanuel's contact yeah. information, her online pharmacy, yeah, and and the her supplement outlet, which includes some of those prescriptions, which she'd be more than happy to write us. Um, if anybody wants it, just you know, hit us in the DMs, and we'll send you a screenshot of her cards, and uh, make sure we get that off to you guys as soon as possible. Because, like you said, that prevention is uh, huge going into it, and then being aware of when you actually catch it. Antoinette, what were you going to ask?
4: I was going to ask him. Um, when you were in the hospital, Jordan, did they give you uh, vitamins and tablets, or did they give you intravenous like tablets? Vitamins? Really, they didn't do any intravenous. They didn't do flu.
5: any IVs? I mean, wow. they did. I they did. They did for like the medications. Yeah, of uh, course. We're just curious about
4: the supplementation. Wow. Yeah. Because no, that would have been mine. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard it's so much more successful because it's so much more bioavailable.
5: Yep, and that's why you bring your own.
4: Like yeah, you bring
5: yep. your own to the hospital, and you, you got to be like, you really need an advocate for for some, oh, for yeah. you. Like this is something that I did not. I wish I knew my like if I had my mom because my mom was a huge yeah. advocate for me. Um, but in the hospital, we didn't, I didn't know. just trusted the doctor. Yeah. have Somebody
4: there with you, like you said, to advocate, you're really sick, you know, already you can't really do much yourself. It's really important if you do have, you know, if you can have somebody there with you totally. It's weird how you can't
1: trust a doctor based on their politics. Basically it's like, well, my politics say this, so here's your, here's your one thing of vitamin C, no matter what your body size or age is and even yeah. th- and even though you're
3: literally developing natural antibodies in front of me as we speak. We want you to take the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, no the, f-
5: the first 3 days I I mean I really I was cuz my oxygen was so low for and I had the one thing that really did suck was like starting day 4 I could not eat. So from day 4 to like 14 I did not eat any food for yeah, 10 you, days. Yeah,
3: you got super skinny by the time you came out of the hospital.
5: Uh, dude, I was uh, have you ever seen Captain America and when before he took the <laughs> yeah, juice? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I'll never forget. I was like the first time I could actually stand up and I looked in the mirror and it's like that was the scene that was playing in my head and I was like, shit. <laughs> I am just like, what happened to me? I do not even look the same
4: us girls um, like that because like after we get sick for like four or five days you look in the mirror like shit i've got abs <laughs>
5: <laughs> so yeah no it was like my it stuff stayed the same but all my muscle was gone it <laughs> yeah, was, I was know, like yeah. my little pudge didn't didn't i'm like I'm like, you like could
4: you're like yeah. all like like a wet dog all like lanky Goodness <laughs>
5: gracious i was like could you at least give me the abs if i'm gonna lose the weight but it's like no you're still gonna have the little
4: the yeah little, right little <laughs>
5: comfort in, in the stomach but we're gonna take all your muscle and all your uh, just, anyways
4: well, I'm glad you're better. Thank God. Thank you.
3: All right. Well, let's jump into the news. Obviously, we know what the, the hottest topic is right now, and that's the the situation that's going on in Afghanistan. Um, so yesterday it was a really somber day for the country. We lost 13 servicemen, which included 12 Marines and a Navy medic, in a uh, suicide attack outside of the uh, the walled off um, fortification airport. that's around yeah the airport there at Kabul. Um, in between the start of the incident and when an actual press conference took place, there was an eight hour gap from the current occupying administration, which is definitely not status quo in regards to uh, crisis management, but then nothing about the current administration has been. So why fuck it up at this
1: point? Squared away.
3: Right. Um, Joe Biden eventually crawled out to the podium, drugged up as ever. Here's and, the deal. And even though he seemed... Late. Pr- pr- yeah, extremely late. Even though he seemed pretty lively reading off the teleprompter to start, he definitely ran out of gas about halfway through and then completely shut down with, like, the Microsoft Windows turn off your computer noise at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's turned into a meme, which is currently featured on our page, and... Uh, Yeah, it's actually pretty sad to uh, have to sit through that and watch. Um, I listened to it at first, but then when I actually got to see it, it, it—it was the optics are just so much worse. Yeah, than than it actually is in real life. Um, I do want to play some of excerpts from his speech. So I know what speech? No, he's rolling his eyes. Well, his (laughs) pre-prepared one. It must have taken eight hours to write, since that's how long it took him to get to the podium. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's hear what he had to read. He didn't read it. No one No what the country has to
0: <laughs> offer. Jill and I, our hearts ache, like I'm sure all of you do as well. And now, beautiful military and civilian have given the last full measure of devotion.
3: Can't tell if it's a moment of silence. Wait, is that asleep. real? Yeah. yeah and then he nose breathes into the microphone for No, he did not.
5: Yeah. I didn't see this. <laughs> so bad.
3: Did somebody add the the nostril whistle? No, his face is like literally touching the microphone. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, he fake crying? I don't Wait, know. is this when he put his head down? No, no, that was it was a completely different part. Um <laughs> That was later. That was Mimi time. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's let's hear a little bit more of of these juicy sorry, sorry. nose breathings.
4: He needed to clear his nose. You can hear like the boogers. Yep.
6: (laughs) For the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks.
0: I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you one day say these things. You know as well as I do that the former president made a deal with the Taliban.
3: It's a binder. He squeezed. He would
0: get all American forces out of. Afghanistan by May one. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others, but would not attack any American forces. Remember that
3: you can,
1: you can hear him tweaking that leather binder.
3: Yeah, it's just like he's literally scratching his nails into it. And then we continue to get it, to stay on that argument with uh, Ducey from Fox News. And uh, this is where he puts his head down.
6: Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks?
0: I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you'd one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that the former president made a deal with the Taliban, that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. That's a good move. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment the taliban would continue to attack others but would not attack any american forces Mm. remember that i'm I'm being serious Uh, no i i'm asking you a question uh, because before no 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 wait a minute i'm asking you a question Uh, is that that accurate the best you're not what
6: do you think that people have an issue with
0: I think they have an issue that people are likely to get hurt, died. Some, as we've seen, have gotten killed, mm. and that it is messy. The reason <laughs> why, whether my friend will acknowledge it, or has reported it, the reason why there were no attacks on Americans, as you said, from the date until. I came into office was because the commitment was made by President Trump. I will be out by May 1st. In the meantime, you agree not to attack any Americans. That was the deal. That's why no American was attacked.
3: So, I mean, first of all, he started off by saying he accepts full responsibility and And then then segues right to blaming the blame President Trump for the plan that he had set up.
4: He basically admits that like nobody got attacked because Trump was in office and he's there. Because
3: Everybody everybody knows the stipulations that Trump kind of laid out there when when he talked to his really good friend, Abdul Abdul. So it it was, it was one of those things where, you know, he kind of put it out there and then he was even blaming Fox news by the end of it. You know, well, I don't know if my friend's going to answer this or acknowledge, you know, the way it was. And I'm just like, what are you doing? First of all, The 13 people who died yesterday, the administration had to know who they were between the time the incident happened and eight plus hours when he decided to wheel himself out there. Their names were not mentioned
1: and haven't been yet. Yeah, that's a... So, that's some bullshit. Well, it's disgusting. Not not only that
5: he re- he reversed the policies the way that they were going to do Trump's entire exit strategy number 1. Yes. So, it's a completely different situation here. Number 2, people aren't mad that we pulled out or even that the Taliban took over because most likely the Taliban would have taken over because we were paying all the salaries for the army in Afghanistan and the moment that we were going to pull out, they were a bunch of babies and they freaking fled and left. And and they probably would have taken over regardless, but the issues that I don't, I have is because I mean again my take has always been we can't we really can't be the peacekeeper or the garter of the entire world, which is why I'm all America first. It's yep. the reason why Trump got me got me into politics in the first place. Our issues is one. Let's start with 13 American soldiers died. Number yeah. 2, we I mean supposedly based off, you know, war room reported yesterday, there's still 7 to 10,000 Americans in yep. Kabul right now. That's problem number 2. Number 3, we left over 80 billion dollars of American military grade gear, 75,000 vehicles, 200 plus planes, 600,000 plus rifles and weapons. They have our our missiles, God knows that they used the bomb to actually kill our soldiers yesterday with our own with our own bomb. We don't know. These are the issues and and the biggest thing is that there are no answers to the questions no. and so when i hear this bullshit from joe biden and and they he comes on and he's trying to say well this is actually what trump was going to do and try to put blame on trump right after he said he wanted to take responsibility it's bullshit it's why no one trusts them no one trusts the administration and anything other than a resignation from him and his entire cabinet and every person he's putting at the pentagon is not enough anymore sorry i'm pissed off about this entire thing oh
3: no
0: Agree.
3: Yeah, well, it's good that you mentioned those numbers and people that don't know, because <clears throat> there's no way that you could follow up such an amazing press conference other than sending out Tony Blinken to f- continue to just fuck it up even more. God. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard what he had to say at the State Department yesterday. It was pretty embarrassing as well. For the
2: remaining roughly 1,000 contacts that we had, who may be Americans seeking to leave Afghanistan, we're aggressively reaching out to them multiple times a day, through multiple channels of communication. Phone, email, text messaging. To determine whether they Tinder. still want uh, uh, to leave. And to get the most up-to-date information and instructions to them. How about how you reach to out so. to them with a fucking helicopter, Some you may dick. no longer be in the Some country. Special forces. <laughs> Some may have claimed to be Americans, but turn out not to be. Some may choose to stay. Sounds familiar. We'll continue to try to identify the status and plans of these people in the coming days. Thus... From this list of approximately one thousand, we believe the number of Americans actively seeking assistance to leave Afghanistan is lower, likely significantly lower.
3: I mean, that's just an out straight up lie to say that the number is is a accurate. thousand. Yeah, a thousand total, and probably less. So, and and it was even better because Jen Psaki came out immediately following him. Maybe he had a. Confused with a Biden rally. I what I think she had to do was pick up the crap <laughs> Joe Biden probably took behind the podium. And since she was there and the reporters stuck around, they started peppering her with questions. Here's one that didn't get answered when one of my favorites she didn't even circle back to it. Emerald Robinson was hitting her hard while she was trying to run out the door, literally. I saw that.
4: She gave him that death stare. Prime Minister of Israel tomorrow. Okay, thank you, everyone. There's the president. Having Secretary Austin focus
7: on a stand down to address extremism in the military, or Mark Milley saying that the greatest threat to democracy in our country was people who believe in She's election
3: running. fraud. Given this, I mean that was so fucking base that she just went out there and said, "Like, are, do you want to answer the question on whether or not the Secretary of Defense or General Milley would like to answer on on whether they think this incident happened because their number one concern for the administration." was targeting people who claim that there's election fraud
1: to which he walked out of the room and slammed the door on her way mm-hmm. out. So, and, Emerald- and who's running the sound over there too? Like normally like if you're going to start flipping folders around, somebody's going to like at least, you know, fade yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Emerald Robinson's yeah, been killing it right now. Um
3: well, we do have to, to look at some of the accomplishments that we have had since January 20th. Especially in a Can I say one thing real quick? Yes, please. Just
5: speaking about the State Department, mm-hmm. did you guys see the video that Glenn Beck posted last night?
3: Yeah, that was pretty epic.
5: So we don't need to go into it because it's detailed. But anyone that's listening, you need to go to Glenn Beck's, and Glenn Beck's Instagram and watch, or no, it's at The Blaze. The Blaze's yep. Instagram. It's a 13 minute video, and Glenn Beck is over in the Middle East. He's already. Rest, he's already um there? rescued 5100 christians wow the state department this guy who's speaking who is over this entire state department they are blocking them and the white house are blocking them from coming home
1: yeah. no they will way. not
5: take any of these christians and on top of that the state department is now sending threats to Glenn Beck and one leaker In this video says, hey, I'm just letting you know they're talking about you right now, how they're going to ruin you. And so and Glenn Beck went on Tucker last night crying, saying, hey, this White House and the State Department combined are the biggest enemies of the Americans and the Christians in um, in Afghanistan right now, and what they are doing, they are they are not letting people um come back on purpose. We had another plane that we could have took, took an entire plane full, but a two star general got an order from the State Department to to not let that plane plane take off. That people were already inside the airport, and that general pushed out the three hundred people that were in the airport already about to get the plane, pushed them out outside the airport, exactly where the bomb went off.
4: Yep, no way.
5: So, not only, like, not only is this entire travesty of Afghanistan coming down, but it looks like one. Not only did they fund this Taliban, did they create their air force, did they train them with our military gear, but they also are responsible on for the bombs and the murder of what happened yesterday. It's it's sickening, and they're
4: not not helping people to die. It's insane.
3: I mean, you you guys heard about what they're calling it a kill list now. That that's also something that you know that the state department actually published a list of who they know of thousands of americans in countries their family members and anyone proxy to the military uh, afghani-wise who live in country and their families to give to the taliban so the taliban could help them get out of country
4: yeah.
1: help
3: me
4: why yeah. why would they do that it at, just doesn't at make any sense
3: where passports and things are getting you know, collected and they're setting up checkpoints, preventing people from getting to the airport and stuff
1: like that. Checkpoints with the biometrics that we gave them too. Yeah. yeah, I was just going
4: to say the biometric data.
5: It's just crazy. Like when Trump was in office, every election before this 2021, the number one issue concerning Americans when it came to voting was, was the war on terror Mm -hmm. and safety. And it's like Trump happens And everything goes away. We forget about ISIS. We forget about the Taliban. And it only took seven months for us. And now this is the number one thing that is on our mind, even to pass COVID, (laughs) which is crazy. It's like COVID has disappeared over the last week because all we're talking about is this. And it's just, dude, it's heartbreaking because Joe Biden is continuing the legacy of Obama, Bush, and Clinton. And it just, globalism is back.
3: And if you want to talk about those accomplishments coming from the executive branch, the State Department, And the military right now, they have combined so far to at least optically have our first genuine surrender since Vietnam, where we embarrassingly leave a country. Um, Like Jordan had already mentioned, $88 billion in military equipment, state of the art, best on the planet, now in the hands of a country that's working directly with China in regards to their uh, rare minerals in country. Uh, All that cash we said, we left unsecured. Millions and millions of dollars. We've been able to identify that white rage domestically is the number one threat to our democracy. Not our servicemen who got splattered over the side of an airport yesterday.
1: Mm.
3: We've been able to implement critical race theory throughout the military. I'm sure everybody's seen that work staff sergeant on Instagram saying that when the troops are deployed domestically, she'll be the first person to uh, point oh, her yeah. rifle at you. Oh, uh, if you, we're if we're you refuse to go in your house, you're the enemy. Right, because of COVID. And uh, we've mandated vaccines throughout the federal government, including the military. So, Nope. Yeah, Mr. Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, General Milley, Mr. Biden, congratulations. That, that, those are your badges of honor. Um, 250 days in. So that's where we're at. Two hundred fifty days to slow the spread.
8: <laughs>
3: yeah, right. We're at sixty-four weeks to slow the spread right now. <laughs> um, General Flynn weighed in and talked about some of the uh, garbage that's going on with this administration right now. He's been cycling back into the normalcy. He's been on One America Newsmax quite frequency, frequently lately, which leads me to believe that you know he's probably onto something especially because he knows a lot of the people who are working right now in the military and fucking this all up. Um, let's hear part of what he had to say when he appeared on Newsmax yesterday.
8: Was this intentional because of, of all of the other problems that they, they needed to have occur in this country, like COVID lockdowns, uh, the continuation of this illegal immigration, the, the, the forcing of uh of defunding the police and this rising crime rate that we have around this nation it's hor- horrific in just the last three months alone
0: yeah uh, and, and
8: i could go on and on so yeah so i but i'm not quite there yet I, I have had this conversation over the last 24 48 hours uh you know do we does evil exist inside yes. of this administration it exists undoubtedly. and i guarantee that it exists and i have faced this evil And I will tell you that Mm. part of this evil will think like what uh, the great pastor just talked about. So um, I, I know that if I always used to say, if my enemies can think about it, that or if I can think about it, then my enemies can think about it. So the fact that we're having this conversation means that there were probably conversations to say, well, what are the possible outcomes if we do this? And there are going to be some in those little circles that are going to say, Well, that would be to our advantage. And we could take advantage Mm -hmm. of that here in this country. And we could even take more and we could, uh, you know, take over more of this country than we already have with uh, with the little bit that we've been able to do in the last six months. So I I don't want to get there yet, but I will tell you, like I just said, if if I can think it, if we can have this conversation here, then I guarantee the those that think in a very, very evil way and, and, and look at doing these kinds of things. They, uh, they will have this conversation and they probably.
3: So talking about using a tragedy to their advantage in regards on flexing it back here. Um, more optimistically though, yesterday, and I'm sure you've all seen it. President Trump put out a statement regarding the entire situation from top to bottom. Didn't go rally style, decided to go stately, which I thought was in good taste because a lot of people did die yesterday. Um, and the the pre-recorded message before he went on Hannity I, I thought was uh it was powerful it had good feelings to it and um definitely you know gave credit where the credit was due and that was to the the men and women who are stuck in Afghanistan right now um he then jumped on with Sean Hannity and you know just kind of armchair quarterbacked a little bit talked about things that were in place before he left how he's pretty much seen it all go to shit um you know, and and kind of just laid into it, but then showed a little bit of optimism towards the end. It's a, it, it's a very brief statement, but I, I do want to before we wrap up this segment, kind of just hear you know how he how he ended that that piece with Sean Hannity yesterday.
2: I believe our country, something good is going to happen. I'm a big believer in something good is going to happen, and uh, we're going to figure it out, and hopefully the people of our country are going to figure it out and fast.
3: So, I mean. You know, and on such a bad day, he kind of gives everybody the cue to look down the road a little bit and, uh, you know, see that these things are happening. They're extremely unfortunate, especially when servicemen get killed. Um, you know, it's tough
5: to say, though, because we know it's going to get worse. Oh,
3: well, it's definitely going to get worse before it gets better. We have not yeah. hit the—I mean, you want to know— deadline. Right, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, places like that, France. You want to see what worse is like. Just imagine— that times how bad our administration currently can fuck it up.
4: Yep. Well, isn't the Pentagon saying that they, um, I mean, they told us that Kabul, this attack was going to happen. Now they're saying America is going to be attacked.
3: Well, of course we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're entering 9-11 territory. Um, They're basically telling us
4: like bank on it, you know, happening.
3: Yeah.
5: That's, that's what this feels like, man. It just, it just feels like they're preparing. It just, it feels that, the next step is uh, an attack on our American soil, God forbid. And it, I don't know, man. It, yeah. It's, it's the This whole thing time. is frustrating because it could have been avoided.
3: Yeah, it sure would have. And, uh, you know, just having some kind of an organized move out from Afghanistan would have avoided all of this. But then again, you got to look at it this way. Joe Biden has four years of time to make up. Um, you know, during the time that Donald Trump was in the White House, Kayleigh McInerney weighed in on Twitter yesterday after the Trump and Sean Hannity interview, and uh, you know, stated in a tweet as one high level Trump official reminded me today, when we walked out the doors on January twentieth, Soleimani was dead, Al Baghdadi was dead, ISIS was decimated, and Al Qaeda was destroyed. Look at it now. Yep. Um, you know, and, and you saw a lot of grandstanding from the GOP, Kevin McCarthy and. You know, Madison Cawthorn and Dan Crenshaw, like, oh, you know, veterans and blah, blah, blah. It's time to stand up and this, that, yeah. Listen, here's my advice to anyone. First of all, if you're into politics, stop donating to the RNC and the GOP. If you like candidates, donate only to those candidates and their campaign. All the money that's getting funneled right now to Ron McDonald and all those people is being wasted on those same people who are in Washington, D.C. right now going on TV on days like yesterday and saying that like we're gonna have you know our day of reckoning and, and we're gonna hold this administration accountable for what happened in Afghanistan. And then next week we'll go to vote in the Senate to pass that infrastructure bill um, that has if there's any reason why this president deserves a W right now, please message the show, hit us up on our email, our social media. Tell me why Joe Biden deserves a bipartisan bill passed anywhere after this week. Okay, and any single person that's listening to this show that lives in a state where you have people, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, even Chuck Grassley, Mr. Q drops himself, trust Grassley, watch Grassley, you know, he voted for the infrastructure bill and then he went out in the same week and did a rap concert just like Chuck Schumer did where he was dancing for the vaccine. I don't trust Grassley anymore. I don't care about the fog of war. I don't care about optics. Mm. I see an 80-something-year-old man out there telling people to get the vaccine and then voting for the infrastructure bill.
4: I did not know that.
3: Here's another thing. And Lindsey Graham. Yeah, Lindsey Graham. I don't know if you guys saw the Tucker segment. It's been on the last, I believe, two days. Joe Biden, for as many judges as Donald Trump was able to pass, which was an unprecedented amount, Joe Biden has passed more judges faster. 33 up for confirmation. Nine already confirmed. The The vote that has gotten all nine of those judges confirmed, Lindsey Graham. Every single one of them. He was the deciding vote. Go on Tucker's website or go on his Instagram. The segment's up there. If if anybody wants it, I'll be glad to share it with you. He did a four-minute segment on it. Nine, one of the judges stepped down from the bench during the Trump administration and wrote op-eds about how the Donald Trump administration was like a Soviet or old-type monarchy and just railed against them. Now she's back on the bench and has been put on a federal appellate court thanks to Lindsey Graham. Anybody that goes around giving these people money and anyone who listens to a show like this and doesn't go out and get these assholes primaried next year for the things that they've done up to this point and will do moving forward.
1: You're wrong. You're wrong.
3: So it's just one of those things right now where you really mm-hmm. have to take into account what it means. Kevin McCarthy's grandstanding yesterday. All circles back to him going on Twitter and saying, we're definitely going to take care of this on 11-8-2022. Fuck you. Nobody wants to hear that bullshit at all. I hope he gets kicked out of there. And anyone that keeps voting these people in, I don't know what else you have to see with your own eyes, that it wasn't just the Democrats that were the people who were trying to destroy Donald Trump for the last four years. It was all of those establishment, Beltway, Lindsey Graham's, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy's, all of them. Even people like Ted Cruz. I keep saying it. Rand Paul's the only person who's gone around and has gone directly against Fauci and has said the election was rigged and stolen. So as far as I'm concerned, there's one goodie in there. You got some decent ones in the house, but most of them are freshmen and can't do shit except go on TV and say stuff. So that's kind of where we're at in regards to the Afghanistan situation and how our government responded to yesterday, which was embarrassingly. Yeah. And I know every single one of our enemies including the big one in China, sees it. So expect some bullshit going on in those islands that are on the outer rim of Taiwan in the next 30 days. So if a couple car bombs can't test the administration, then a billion-man army is sure as hell is going to. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, I wish I could pick up the pace and the tone, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of stuff going on with the January 6th narrative. Insurrection. Or not. Um, Nancy Pelosi yesterday uh, first of all ignored all questions regarding Afghanistan during some event she did with some bullshit donors at which point the only statement she made was my office issued a statement on that didn't acknowledge the attack or the people who died that
5: was her response
3: yeah it, my office issued a response in regards to that end of statement
5: see this mm. these people don't give a shit they yeah. really don't like enemies they, to our country they were they it's they, what's pissing me off more than anything right now is not on top of everything that's already just happened, you have 13 American families that are about to get a phone call or have a soldier show up to their door, letting them know that they lost their loved one, their husband, their son, and you got the state department and you got this Biden administration scrambling in their own elitist, rich office, and they don't give a shit about what their decisions and the outcomes of what they are, all they're caring about is what are our poll numbers. Yep. All they're caring about is what does the public say. That's why they they keep talking about build back better and COVID because they know that's the only good good thing that the public and their their base actually cares about. And that's what is so frustrating is you don't feel the sympathy or the empathy from these people, especially with what just happened yesterday. And Joe makes the perfect example by. Taken responsibility to try to say the right thing and then blames five seconds later
3: yeah so nancy's office yesterday put out a press release
1: saying can you imagine being a parent and not that biden's gonna fucking call any of these soldiers families but can you imagine getting a call from him
4: oh my god i know i would not even answer
3: <laughs> i
1: know yeah i I would answer it, and I would have some very colorful things to say until he hung up. There are retired military personnel
3: who are trying to
1: charter their own planes to get into Afghanistan right now. Yeah.
3: And that's literally what's going on. So, But staying in the same thread, Nancy Pelosi's office yesterday issued a statement saying that they are requesting all communications, emails, phone records, and texts. From top Trump White House officials in regards to the January 6th narrative.
1: Who the fuck cares anymore? This also includes
3: some of the press, Jesus like fuck. Jack Basobic, Scott Pressler, Alex Jones, and Brandon Starka. Pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, she said the uh, the issued statement will at some point, when a deadline passes, have subpoena power.
1: And Wait, like the subpoenas to turn over the... I hope they're in the same kind of thread. <laughs>
3: Um, but yeah, that's what they want, and these these phone records are going to go back all the way from April of 2020 through January sixth, so to see if there was any kind of coordination between the White House and the press to incite whatever they call happened on the day of January sixth. I think Jordan's probably a our, rogue tour. Our our 12th or 13th January sixth spectator that's been on the show, and every single person there said 99.997 percent. Peaceful protest. Peaceful and patriotic yep. protest. So...
5: Including the FBI show I make up at my house.
3: <laughs> gotta love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Jack Posobiec went on TimCast yesterday with our friend Tim Pool. He's definitely not our friend. He's kind of a whiny baby. But, um... And a flip flopper, and he loves Trump. He just won't admit it. Yeah, that's why I stopped listening. To so him. true. No, he so true. he oozes
1: Trump. He he like everything. He just, but he can't commit to it. He talks gonna, about like, all the fuck news, his fan and, base. and
3: then he'll talk about like the craziest scenarios involving Trump. And he's like, "Well, what if it gets to here? What if it gets there? And we'll get to this in a minute." And then like, but he just won't say, "Oh man, I just love the guy. I just want him to win." <laughs> so,
5: oh, if there's ever a time to make it happen. It's now because well, I'm sure his phone, fan base. Would have a lot of grace with all the bullshit that the Biden administration is putting out right That's
3: now. That's true. Yeah, and he de- he's had Bannon on twice in the last month, so I, I definitely think, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to see him on there. Uh, so Jack went on there and made him feel really uncomfortable when they asked him about it a little bit, and then he tore into Nancy Pelosi. Let's hear it.
6: Legal team has been over this with a fine tooth comb. What they're requesting for. If you look at this specific subsection where it names you know kind of the activists it doesn't even mention the actual january 6 event itself mm. it just says all documents and communications concerning the 2020 election from april to january 20th so essentially if you had any comment whatsoever any communication whatsoever with uh with the government from that entire, it's almost a year, that they're asking for Mm. of the private records, personal communications, that they are trying to subpoena. This has nothing to do with January 6th. And I'll tell you very quickly, what they're trying to do with me, and I know exactly what they're trying to do with me, is they are trying to go after my White House sources. They want to know who it is that I've been in communication with at the White House, that of course, is being done in a way where I'm keeping them private, they're giving me information. It's a network of people that send stuff to me and then I get it out, right? They know that this has been a thorn in the side of the Biden administration, because there are some people that are even in the Biden administration that are looking at this, they want to get into my records and they want to get that out. Well, I'm here to say right now to Nancy Pelosi and anybody else, you're not getting it, you're not getting my sources. Mm. You can send whatever you want to me. You can do whatever you want to me. I'm not giving it up because these people are patriots. They are telling me the truth. They're telling me the truth about what's going on when it comes to COVID and the government's response. They're telling me the truth about what's going on on the ground in Kabul. Tim's They're just telling me the sweating. truth about what's actually going on behind the scenes at the White House, as opposed to the lies that you people are putting out in your press briefings. And so if uh, you want to come for it, you better be ready. This is. A- well,
3: there you go. I mean, he sounds pretty firm in that. Listen, Jack's interactions with our podcast is, what, over a year now. We share memes. We talk on social media. He won't come on. Jack, I know you listen sometimes. Come on, baby. Here's the deal. Listen, I'm not going to sweat. I might sweat because I'm a bigger guy, but I'm not going to sweat like Tim Pool. What if we do this?
2: Oh, scissor me timbers.
3: I don't know. He's a pretty serious guy. Yeah. (laughs) So he might like the rigged and stolen, though. Yeah. The
8: election was rigged and stolen. It was a disgraceful election.
3: (laughs) He'll like that one. Yeah. But, I mean, just come on for a couple minutes. Bullshit with us. You can say whatever you want. It's just like I tell, uh, um, whatchamacallit, Caitlin, every week, Mike Lindell's personal assistant. She must love me getting mm-hmm. those 2,000 words emails every week about how much we love Mike Lindell. Yeah. 2,000 words? So every week, I, <laughs> wow. I spruce it up a little bit. And she's like, oh, you guys are so nice. You know, we see you guys on social media. You know, Mike's just really busy right now getting this stuff ready for the Supreme Court. I was like, that's not the answer I want to hear. I want to hear Joey Pillows on the show. <laughs> So but it, it's one of those things at where you uh, send us
1: some pillows. Anything. Just give us a promo code. I'd go for some of those towels. I can't yeah, I can you. get you that. He's got the slippers.
3: Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he was pretty fired up. Um I thought it was really interesting yesterday, and, and just kind of randomly they're throwing so much stuff at us right now to try and just keep the news narrative so uneven. Ashley Babbitt's murderer who was completely exonerated this week by the U.S. Capitol Police. F- oh, good. At the conclusion of the FBI investigation. So so they exonerated someone who murdered somebody completely defenseless in an event that they started. And and somebody made, I forget who it was, someone made a really good analogy this week. On the campaign trail going into 2016, there was a guy at one of Trump's rallies who got on the stage and rushed him and got destroyed by the Secret Service. hmm that person was not murdered. That was a huge man, like within five feet of Donald Trump, charging at him to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This girl was through a sealed and blocked, huge wooden door, sticking her arm through a broken hole in the window, and this man. Well, shot- no, she was
1: she was climbing through an opening, but right. still,
3: right. It's- but I mean, in regards to she weighed one hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. So and and she presented no clear and present danger to anyone except the person that was charging at her with a firearm and discharging it in her general direction. That's it. So yeah,
6: she's
4: dead. That's my opinion.
1: Well, I mean, there are a lot of optics and things going on. But it's, flaw- it's just so fucked up. Like everything about everything right now is if it doesn't fall in line with us, we're going to discredit it. We're going to exonerate whoever's on our team. It's like It's going to look really bad if you fly any of these people out of Afghanistan so your plane can't leave. Get these people out. We're going
3: to subpoena journalists and say it's about January 6th, but then blanket it as everything to do with the 2020 election and only do it because we want to know who in our administration they're fucking talking with. Yeah. All the sources. That's police state. Yeah. So Michael Byrd, this officer who apparently still has his job, um, and considers himself a hero. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jumped on the news yesterday and, uh talked a little bit about the optics of the day. Did he fake cry? I don't know. But we're about to hear it. I followed my
0: training, hmm. and I spent countless
3: years, years.
1: and learning how to shoot an unarmed woman for
0: such a moment. You ultimately hope that moment never occurs, but you prepare as best you can. I know Say that her name. day I saved countless lives.
5: Hmm.
6: I
0: know members of Congress as well as my fellow officers and staff
1: were in jeopardy. And in serious danger, and
2: that's my job.
1: You are disgusting. I think the boneless chicken wing might have, you know, been a little bit more dangerous. Or the witch. Yeah, the witch was Who's there. Lives. Whose lives did he save? Well, apparently
3: there were countless ones, Jordan. Countless. <laughs> so that yeah. means you can't count them. Lester Holt. That's Lester. how many there was. I don't know how these reporters go home and look at themselves. So, like Christopher Wallace. I feel
1: Michael like Holt, all the Lester mirrors Holt. in their house are spray painted black, <laughs> like I a wish fucking vampire. Would
4: Watch that video breakdown of Woo's news of the behind the scenes. Have you guys seen it?
1: No, it, I don't know.
4: My God, if you see, you'll, you have to watch that video. It's like 20 minutes. They do a full breakdown of everything that happened. Her getting shot, how it did not line up. Yeah. everybody was acting. I, I, I have it seen that. So, yeah. I mean, once you see that, you can't unsee it. It's well, so obvious. So what, what they're doing now is just, it's so cringe.
3: Well, when people are just come to the terms with, and we've covered it before. We've played the audio where Tucker has basically gotten the FOIA request for it. 36 officers at a police force of over 4,000 contributed to that letter that went into the narrative that was at the inception of the January 6th committee.
1: That's not countless officers, is it?
3: No, or staff members, because it's just Nancy Pelosi and a few of her cronies. 36 officers out of a police force of around 4,000 were so compelled and moved by the events of that day that they had to jump on board with her. Mm. In addition to the over 14,000 hours of video that they won't release because it will completely debunk the narrative. I mean, Matt Brainerd talked about it on here last week. He said he's seen videos of, you know, people just outside the Capitol building and then police chucking concussion grenades into the crowd when the people aren't doing anything. They're in the courtyard. They're not on the steps. They're not on the scaffolding. They're not breaking in the doors. And people are throwing the, you know... So they're not honoring. Flash the Flashbangs at them, no, they're not. So and and it's up to Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah, because they of, they it, go ahead. They
5: were yeah. The police were part of the escalation of the entire of, thing, of course. Uh, but even before that, I mean, and again, this this is old news. I mean, we know Insurgents USA. Yep. They you know if you looked at their website weeks before, up to that day, it got taken down. That exact day on January 6th. John Sullivan, you know they him and hundreds of other. You want to call them Antifa, you want to call them socialists, communists, anti, they were anti-Trumpers and on their main website, they met at the Washington Monument at 11am and the headline on the main website for the advertisement was, um, we will kick these fascists out of DC. And so, I mean, they, like the fact that, and they, so 11 a.m. they met, they were down at the Capitol. The Capitol was getting completely overtake, you know, the, all the violence and everything was happening while Trump was still speaking. And then on top of that, you have the police do the whole thing. It was just a complete hoax yeah. and it yeah. sucks. Cause then you had Trump supporters. They, when you're getting pepper sprayed and even myself, I'll never forget when I was getting pepper sprayed and like, I, that gets a rise out of you yeah. immediately there, um okay. where you want to respond or you want to react and thankfully my dad was like do not you know obviously let's all stay here and we stayed in the grass for most of the part until i got i did get some really good footage
3: is, is it just me or does anybody else think it's cool right now that he just said he was there with his dad
1: right yeah oh
5: my
3: dad and my brother that's pretty awesome and, and ross
1: <laughs> nice nice oh man so i don't think my dad would be down breaking news and
3: again we beat everybody to it because now he's going to wind up going on Newsmax, OAN, Fox News. He's going to go on War Room. Matt Brainerd yep. went to the United Nations this morning. No shit. He, yeah, he did. Yes. And he released this statement filing a former complaint with the UN Human Rights Committee demanding sanctions filed against key Biden administration officials. And I'm going to read a little bit from it. From the complaint today, I write in support of basic human rights for a specific group of Americans who have been disparately and inhumanely treated by the government, singled out, imprisoned, and even physically abused because of their political beliefs. As outlined herein, Look Ahead America has sought relief for several members of the United, from the United States government as well as other U.S.-based human rights advocacy groups. He goes on to say, not only do we urge the United Nations to investigate this abuse of human rights, but we ask that other governments that are interested hold the U.S. to the same standards that the U.S. have held other nations to around the world. Um, just as the U.S. government has imposed sanctions on foreign leaders, which they have alleged have fallen short of international norms, we urge the government around the world to impose travel restrictions, financial penalties against the President Biden, Attorney General Merrick Garland, FBI Director Christopher Wray, and other U.S. government officials like Nancy Pelosi who are involved in this gross violation of human rights. So I like it. Yeah, that's the press release. It came. He filed it at 6 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time. And I'm usually up all night, so I snagged it. I didn't share it. <laughs> Now we just broke it, so Matt Brainerd, who was on our show last week, if you don't know who he was, you'll see him on all the new shows moving forward now because this is pretty big. Yep, got him first. So yeah, again, right. um, we do have some stop the steal stuff. We got a mm. circle to. um, and, and it's 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 some pretty good stuff. We we, do, we know last week we talked about the cyber ninjas having the coronavirus, and you know some of us say it's for optics or they're trying to move the dates around, but. People like Jordan caught it. Ross had mm-hmm. it. You know, it happens. I had it. Right.
1: I had it. We probably have it all the time. We're exposed every day. I think I almost got it again a couple of days ago. You fought it off though? Well, yeah, because like I no, so I I started feeling like shit. And you just pooped it out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh there was a runaway shopping cart at work okay. at Walmart. I had to chase after it. Right. And I felt like extra, extra, extra out of breath. It was like
3: yeah, you had me pretty nervous here last week. Yeah,
1: I felt like I felt like garbage, and then uh, I went home and I slept for like a twelve hours, yeah. basically. Just took it easy, and I'm back back to normal now. Nice. You know who else is looking glad to get back to normal? Back. Yeah, yeah. Arizona legislative president
3: Karen Fan. She issued a statement in regards to the audit. Let's hear it. Mm she's such a sweetheart
7: hello it is time for the daily update from the republican party of arizona i am your chairwoman dr kelly ward the arizona audit team has delivered a partial report to the arizona state senate on the full forensic audit of the maricopa county 2020 election now There might be a slight delay because three of the five auditors preparing the report for the audit team have come down with COVID. The report is coming though, folks. Now, we wish everyone, all of those guys who have COVID, a swift recovery, a speedy recovery. Please, please keep them all in your prayers. Yeah, hurry up. And also, Remember that this is only a partial report because the audit team didn't receive the images of the mail-in ballot envelopes until last Thursday. And they still don't have the routers, the Splunk logs, um, or the tokens to enter the machines. There are just under 2 million ballot uh, envelope images that they have got to review to get into the final report. Senate President Karen Fan said that the Senate audit and legal team will start reviewing the draft report today for accuracy, for clarity, and to make sure that there is adequate documentation for findings that are included in this report. Now, I'm very, very glad about this because we all know that the Democrats do not want this report released at all. And we all know that this is probably going to end up in court at some point. The State Senate has nine people working on that audit and legal team. And once that team is satisfied with the report, they are going to release it to the Senate Judiciary Committee that issued the subpoenas and to the public. The audit opponents, of course, are out in full force. Now last week, two of them held a press conference to refute a report that hadn't even been filed with the State Senate. It was a pre battle Recorder Richer is, is actually trying to raise money, Pre-buttle? telling the public how great his predecessor, Adrian Fontes, is. I don't know, is he doing a joint fundraising event with him for Fontes' run for Secretary of State? If Adrian is so fine, why did we need Richer to replace him? Just some things to think about.
3: You know, I love everybody in Arizona. All those Republicans, all they do is talk shit. Sonny Borelli, <laughs> yeah. Wendy Rogers, her, Karen Fan, they all just talk shit about, like, they don't even care. Um, and she did kind of give us a little bit of, you know, insight into that this is probably going to wind up in court because of those second-time ignored subpoenas. Um, everybody was thinking it was kind of annoying that we we would have to take it there because we weren't getting the uh, backing of the um, Secretary of State in Arizona. He was kind of just, like, playing the fence and playing it safe. But... Mark Bernovich yesterday issued a statement that said our office just notified the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors that it is in violation of state law for failing to comply with Arizona Senate subpoenas. The county has 30 days to change its course or lose state shared funds. The rule of law must be followed. Um, And he's talking about the entirety of their budget. I believe... Low numbers were around seven hundred thousand dollars for the next fiscal year, but after doing a little bit of investigation and seeing at all the places that it touches, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of one point seven million dollars, including salaries. One so, point seven. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> seem like a lot of money, but when you're just paying, it's it's salaries for the county board of supervisors and some of the programs that they run. They will be completely defunded if they do not turn this stuff over within by the thirty day deadline. He didn't extend the deadline either. It's it's till you know the deadline that was was issued with the last subpoena. So it, it was interesting to see him actually step up because he's been avoiding this whole thing the whole time it's going on. But mm-hmm. I, I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall is that he's not going to win re-election next year if he doesn't get on board with this now that we're like literally at the end. Yeah. What do you think about all the audits, the stuff that's going on so far, Jordan?
5: Um, Man, I, I've been on the forefront of all the audits mm-hmm. for the longest time but just like i've, I've kind of got i've gotten frustrated over them because it's just like delay after delay oh, after yeah. delay then you hear this report three out of five of them got COVID. i'm just like okay three out of five of them got COVID. um there's no doubt i mean i believe that when this report comes out i think we're going to see 250,000 plus yep victory margin victory for trump my concern is that it just has the same effect that a mike lindell you know, event has and that where he's, you know, that that's my concern is how does the public receive it? I know obviously how the base is going to respond. How's our government going to receive it? Um, Obviously, if this report does come out, my hope is that it gives the ammunition um, and fire for the other states in the Republican party, like Michigan, Wisconsin, even Georgia, you know, we see, we see, we have a forensic audit going down in Fulton County right now, which will be devastating for the for the democratic party. But my, I mean, for me, I'm like, I know, I know what to expect. I'm like, okay, put this dang thing out. Um, and my hope is just that the other States come through and then, yeah, but I don't, I just don't know. Even if the results come, come, I guess what the goal at the end of it, I mean, does Trump get reinstated? My gut says no. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm too past that. Um, but what it can do is it can actually give us gas, one, to get the other audits. And number two, what that would lead to is we would actually get some real election integrity reform in the other states so that this bullshit that happened in 2020 can never happen again. But-
3: yeah, no, I agree. And that narrative is starting to shape itself. We played audio that was exclusive to this show in War Room last week because Steve Bannon. You know what? We mentioned him once. We didn't mm. take the full. I'm going to do it. Steve Bannon. I the- love Bannon. Oh, best,
5: who, who, War Room's the best show, hands down. Like, yeah. Okay. It, there's
3: wait, no, wait, hold on. I'll, wait, you're a podcast I'll, host and you're literally on this one, and you're going to go and say that? <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude I,
5: Bannon's my third daddy. Uh,
3: there you go. <laughs> so okay. gay. But, but you want to know what is not gay? The fact that he's not Q. I'm going to say he's not. Noah?
1: Oh, Bannon?
3: Noah? Bannon is not, not Q. A, yeah. Okay. Jordan's no Antoinette. Did you change your mind this week? Nope. Dude,
1: you're, you're not Q, are you? Me? Oh, you said Q. Cute.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cute? <laughs> you
1: said cute.
3: No, he's definitely not cute. He looks like a freaking extra in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Fairly warned B E says
6: oh, yeah, I. He does. That's
5: a li- no Bannon is definitely not cute Sure he isn't is not
3: cute. um I think so,
4: you know.
3: Yeah. A top yeah. Pennsylvania state senator commits to foreign or ele- er, forensic election audit. And this is following up last week on that shit that went down with Doug Mastriano on Friday. State Senate pro tempore. Jake Corman made the comment in an op-ed published Monday that after he faced blowback for removing State Senator Doug Mastriano's staff and him as lead of the chamber's election integrity review. In the wake of infighting within its own party, Pennsylvania's Senate's top Republican said this week he supports a, quoting now, thorough and forensic audit of recent elections, including the use of our subpoena powers. Um... It's a long-winded article. I read a really good thread on Twitter. Right now, the staff that he fired of Doug Mastriano's, he's temporarily retained. They don't really have clarity on whether or not those people are going to continue to work for the state legislator in Pennsylvania. Um, so
5: Mastriano, is he still a senator?
3: Yeah, he still is a senator. He
5: just resigned from the whole election integrity thing.
3: No, the president of the state senate relieved him of his duties and fired his entire staff last week on Friday. Oh. Got him. Yeah.
4: Oh wow, really?
3: Yeah. So, wow. so I mean, we actually talked about it on Tuesday, Antoinette.
4: <laughs> I, for, I forgot. No, I don't. I think I missed that. Yeah.
3: No, you were here. Well, I mean, we've talked about so much different fucking stuff and stop the steal. Anyways, here's what happened. I was I don't watching remember what I did yesterday. So. I was watching War Room. Mastriano <laughs> you know, was on. He was talking about full steam ahead, subpoenas, this, that, and the other thing. I was making my kids breakfast. Like 20 minutes later, I go back into the same room to grab my key fob off the table, and Mastriano's back on, and I was like, I asked my kids, I was like, are you guys screwing around with the remote? Because I thought they had rewound the, he's not going to be on Bannon's War Room for like 40 minutes straight. And uh, he was actually, he was on, they had a commercial break, they did another segment, and then he came back on to say he had been removed and his entire staff had been fired.
4: Oh shit! I and missed then,
3: that. Yeah, then the, this guy Jake Corman, who's like the uh, president of the Senate in the state of Pennsylvania, he put out a uh, op-ed over the weekend, which which aired in local papers and nationally on Monday, basically saying that he's going to move forward with it, but it's not going to be as Doug Mastriano y as it was last week. Um, That's bad news. Yeah, it's it's terrible news, and it it, it kind of gives like the vibes of the audits that went down in Wisconsin and Georgia. So I I definitely think that's terrible. Um, One thing I did also want to touch and Stop the Steal, not related to any state, but just in general, because Jordan mentioned it. Mike Lindell um, did have something pretty interesting happen last week that I saw uh, is starting to leak into the news. Um, And it it involves... Promo codes? Close. Outside (laughs) interference um, during the election. And I I caught this on Twitter, and and it's from Rasmussen, and it's a 2020 election integrity, and it's from Mike Lindell. Another crazy, unfounded claim was what was said of this, you know, narrative that Mike Lindell has been trying to perpetuate the entire time, um, saying that China sought to undermine the 2020 U.S. election integrity. Um, But somehow, Mike Lindell, before he left office and while he was still part of the Trump campaign um, or administration, got the director of national intelligence to sign his filed claims. Reading from it right now, um, hmm. from my unique vantage point as an individual who consumes all of the U.S. government's most sensitive intelligence and people's regarding the People's Republic of China, the CCP, I do not believe that uh, a majority view expressed by the intelligence community analysts and that fully and accurately reflect the scope of the Chinese government's efforts to influence the 2020 presidential election. Hmm. Yeah, there were efforts to suppress the analysis of alternatives in the August National Intelligent Council assessment on foreign election interference and associating IC products, which is a violation of, you know, a whole bunch of other crap. Um, and said the mainstream media and uh, people outside of the administration have done whatever they can to downplay alternative analysis and use their own predictions and productions during the drafting of whatever this report's called. It's the NICA And, you know, then it goes on to list a whole bunch of companies and proxies of international entities directly tied to the CCP, who did have major, you know, interference in the 2020 presidential election, signed by the former NSA director and has been produced by Mike Lindell in the last week. So pretty interesting to see that one of the things that are probably going into his Supreme Court filing is going to be one of the things that is in this letter that that I found uh, that Rasmussen reports put out yesterday. So it's good news.
5: Yeah, I think it is. Um, I mean, I, and I, I love Mike and it, the only, there's so many things. I mean, I love his optimism. I love how he's fighting for the country. He's donated probably, God knows how many millions of dollars to make all this thing happen. And I, I believe, in, I mean, if not all of everything that he's put out there when it comes the work and how he's organized is incredible. the one thing that just sucks is that kind of like, takes away all the hard work is when he comes out and says hey in August Trump's gonna be in office
6: yeah and it's like
5: that that one that one statement it kind of like it's like look that gives the media it gives the left everyone the right to say look this dude is absolute crazy everything that he puts out don't believe it this guy literally thinks that Trump's gonna be back in office in August well guess what what's today's date it's August 27th he has a couple days for that to come through
3: do it Mike. Yeah, (laughs) please, please, please give him. I mean, I'm
1: not opposed.
3: Initiate Operation Sleep Well America.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's I don't know. It it makes me it frustrates me because he's such a good guy and I love all the work that he's doing. And it's so easy to just pick him apart just by that one statement. And I don't know.
1: You know what I know. Unless you got Pillow Team Six, you know, rappelling down the White House on Giza sheets, then
5: <laughs> I am about to start selling his pillows. So if you want to, if you want a pillow, I like it. <laughs> come to my website. I tell you what.
3: <laughs> if you told me in 2016 that five years from now I'd be making my earnings on Instagram likes with top tier right. Mike Lindell memes, <laughs> hey, it's so easy to just take a picture of that guy on a cell phone, put some fucking. Activated eyes on them, and and a really funny comment that kind of references pillows and yeah, <laughs> thousand likes right off the bat. You know, we we throw our show up in the feed and you know, one hundred and fifty likes. Yeah. Oh oh, look, there's Mike Lindell saying "smother them with activated eyes." <laughs> one point five thousand likes.
1: Maybe we should change the uh, the steak guy logo to Mike Lindell's face. Just put his head on it. They might
3: like that. Ah, uh, the
5: steak logo is <sighs> just, it's
1: it's too it's too dope, bro.
5: Oh, We
3: appreciate that. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Well, we did it. We had a shorter show on Friday. What do you think, Noah? Yeah, much shorter. We might get some sleep today. It's been a long week. Um, But we made sure we brought you all the news.
1: Before we get into it... It's a good thing it doesn't take, like, two days to get the episode up. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. <laughs>
3: Jordan, thanks for joining us today. We want everyone that follows this show to be able to follow yours and support you as well. So before we cut with you, why don't you tell everyone in our listenership where they could find you—social media, websites, whatever you got—give it.
5: Well, first of all, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Seriously, it was—it was, uh, was so much fun. We've been talking about this. I'm glad we did. You can find me all my social media is Jordan Sarmo, S-A-R-M-O. And the website speaktruthwithoutfear.com Same for the podcast
3: I like it And it is it is a awesome podcast Definitely Along the lines of the narrative of this show You got a little bit of Ross the Boss A little bit of awesome guests That he has on all the time And uh, we definitely hope to have you back In the near future um, the Anytime I like it You know what else I like? listening to the Steak for Breakfast podcast on all major podcasting platforms you can can find us on iTunes Spotify Pandora Podbean and Google Podcasts. subscribe to the show rate and review don't forget to download it listen like follow and share show credits of the week there's quite a few of them we'll give you some of them Uh, Mr. Jordan Sarmo obviously for coming down and spending time with us the Daily Bread Miss Wonder Woman Canadians 10, Cagbro 88, Scalps, Garbaggio of the Garbaggio Instagram families, Uh, Emerald Robinson from Newsmax, Christina Bob of OAN, and Mr. Tom Pappert of The National File for that Mm. awesome article on the Pennsylvania audit status. Don't forget to like our sponsors. Um, They are small businesses who contribute nothing to this show except making small businesses great again. Um, We support them and everything that they do. They're American-owned and operated. And... Odyssey Headphones In studio recording gear They're on Facebook Instagram And odyssey.com. Stay ready gear holsters Check them out All of their stuff Is of the highest quality And if there's something That you have in mind Picture of yourself Steak for breakfast logo Donald Trump face Send it to them And they'll do a custom one For you Man rubs Don't mistreat your meat Couple weeks left In the summer I believe We got (laughs) 27 days left To the fall And if you want to Rub something on Your meat That'll make it even more delicious than it probably already is. <laughs> Ooh, I'm dead. <laughs> ManRubs.com. They're on Facebook and they're on Instagram as well. Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms. Don't turn into Australia. Mike's got guns. He's got ammo. He's got everything you need to keep you packing heat in those summer months. He's on Facebook Messenger. His newly redesigned website at WestCoastSurvivalArms.com. And at 619-870-6992. Tactical gear. Mediocre Medic. Mediocre Medic.com dumpbox dumpbox.us they're both on facebook and instagram as well make sure you give them all a follow um, check out their merchandise it's all high quality and uh, great gear to have we got a ton of upcoming shows and bringing you lots of great guests like we said next week we're gonna have geisha montez in as our guest host and we're gonna do a segment with miss hannah kirkpatrick formerly of sky news currently of new earth media So that's going to be a treat. We're going to have Kayla Michelle with Fit Patriot on the 9th of September. Two days later, we'll have Jeremy Bravo for the first time. Miss Gabby Fox is going to join us on the 14th of September. Hannah Kirkpatrick is going to co-host with us on the 17th. And Miss Norbin Laden is going to join us for a second time on the 21st of September in her Circle Back rescheduled episode. Um, Friends of the Week, some of the most usual suspects, Axie 6.0, Khalila 3.1, Two of the top best reviewers, That Southern Dude, President-elect Sully, Kathy underscore Needles, and Babycakes 2.0. Friends, before we cut, and this has been a great week of news, even though there's been a lot of happenings going on, we do ask you to do a whole bunch of things while you hold yourself off on Tuesday and hopefully listen to this show a couple times. Number one, and most importantly, no, I think you'll agree, do your own research. Yep. We tell you guys a lot of stuff on this show. We kind of oversaturate you with the news cycle we give you some audio clips to support it and we give you commentary on what we think about it but if you don't think you like the narrative or you want to know more about it, do your own research it's the only way to actually understand everything that's going on in the world right now just don't use Google no, please don't use Google you might as well use uh, steakforbreakfast.com instead of Google hold the line and ride it by the dip get the fuck in here Jordan will probably know this one because he's talked to Natalie Denise before snatch the wigs I want to know where that came from Let's see what happens And most importantly Where we go one, we go all We will be back next week on Tuesday Like I said, with Geisha Montez And Hannah Kirkpatrick This has been episode 58 of the Steak for Breakfast podcast I'm Roan, and on behalf of my co-host Noah, see you on Tuesday Antoinette, always a pleasure Mm -hmm. And Mr. Jordan Sarmo Thanks for listening And take care So much could have sworn she was tweaking, wish she would shut up.
2: This is going to be a big week. Maricopa gets delivered. Let's all see. We're going to, we're going to, we're, we're, for, a, for 10 months, this gentleman and myself have been saying there's one and only one solution. Open the boxes. in the boxes. In six places. Right. They got done in one place. We're all going to, Mike, will you agree that if, if they find nothing there, we, I'll come out and apologize. Yeah, we'll, we'll, and I mean, I'll stand there with Patrick on a, on, a, on an international stage and say we were wrong. And I'm sorry that we put the country through this. Right. But if we're right, Maybe uh, maybe this is another course of action. And maybe what we see is we see a flipping of the electoral college and a place that we've never been before. It's totally unprecedented in our country, but I will tell you what, if that's the case and the outcome of the election was what we believe it is, then something, something needs to happen. And then there needs to be a, a, you know, a sort of a reconciliation of the American people with the political class. And I think that's going to happen with the political class being the ones that are sort of offering their apology, exactly.
8: Reservoir.